the choir, amen, and uh, all the specials, uh, the song leader, Andrew, and, uh, all the congregation that sang amen. from your hearts today, amen, that is sweet noise in the ears of the Lord, that's what praise is, praise is singing praises to your God, amen. Uh, let's have all the kids dismissed downstairs to junior church. We are going to be in John chapter 17, John chapter 17. So you hear the, the phrase, the Lord's Prayer, and many believe it is, uh, you know, our Father which art in heaven. But actually, that prayer was, the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, okay, well, you know, pray, pray like this. It was a model prayer for us to pray. But here we have actually the, the Lord's Prayer, uh, which we're not going to read the whole thing, but it's found in John chapter 17. Uh, but when you find it, stand with me as we read a few of the verses. John chapter 17. Let's look in verse 12, and we'll read uh, the rest of the chapter from there. This is the Lord praying. While I was with them in the word, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And here the Lord is talking about the 12 disciples, uh, and only one uh, strayed away. That was Judas, uh, which was prophesied in the scripture, as we just read in Acts chapter 1. Uh, verse 13, and now come I to thee, and these things I speak. In the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You think of people like to pray on Peter because uh, he lost it that one time. He started cursing, and and uh, and you think, well. Do you have to be perfect to be not of the world? Ah, none of us are. But the moment you get saved, you're reborn, and now you're of heaven. I'm not of this world anymore. That's why I have a problem uh, walking in this world. Let's read on. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world. We don't need to be out of this world. Uh, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. It's needful for us to be here. They are not of the world, even as, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's what's going to keep you straight, is the word of God. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I thee uh, pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Amen, that's us. Uh, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. My Father is in me, and I am in, in, in my Father. Amen? And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. 
I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Praise God. It doesn't look like Jesus is leaving us anytime soon, amen? amen. He wants in. He wants with you. He, he, he wants to be there for you, to lead you, guide you, amen, till we get home. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for a word. Thank you for the Spirit of God, Lord, and you sent the Comforter. And uh, he just speaks of you. Lord, we have Christ living inside of us. And I pray, oh God, that we will see the power of the Lord, the same power that raised, uh, raised him up from the dead, shall dwell in us mightily. And we, don't, we need not to live a dead life. We're alive, quickened by the Spirit of God. And I pray we'll live that life to the fullest for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we never settle for less. May we never settle for corruption or death or destruction. Lord, a fool's life, a life that uh, the devil will tempt us to live and waste our time. And we wake up and say, uh, I'll, start, I'll start living now, but it may be too late. Lord, I pray that we'll uh, turn to you as we have time. Turn to the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind and live for you uh, to the rest of our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach a message called the, the Way of the Cross Leads Home. The Way of the Cross Leads Home. Uh, we think about the cross. Uh, the Lord came. The disciples, or I'm sorry, the, the Jews had some of them, uh, especially the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the, the priests, and, and the, the leaders of Israel. They had issue with believing who uh, Christ was, not that the Bible didn't declare it, amen? God's word declared exactly when he was going to come, and Daniel, exactly when he was going to come, uh, where he was going to be born, uh, and it prophesied of everything else, to Judas deceiving him, betraying him for 30 pieces of silver, how Judas was going to die, and how the Lord uh, was going to give his life a ransom for many, and uh, how he was going to be despised and rejected of men how he was going to suffer many things, uh, be ultimately tortured and uh, die, amen, buried with the wicked. That's the two, thie or the, the, the two people on both cross, the thief and the other thief on the, on the right and the left, and buried in a rich man's grave, amen. And, uh, but he, death shall not keep him, amen. Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption, that he will rise from the dead, amen, to give us life. And he's alive forevermore, that all they which call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There only one can give you salvation today. It's not a church. It's not man. Uh, for our greatest enemy is death. Amen. There's only one who conquered death, and that's Christ. And it took the way of the cross uh, to conquer death. First, he had to die. And he didn't die for himself. You cannot kill God. God laid down his life. Uh, and he laid it down that we may live today. Amen? Not this physical life. Life would have went on. Uh, but 
we are living souls and our spirit was dead when we were born because of our sin. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon every man, for that all have sinned. You cannot escape death. Uh, neither can you escape sin. We needed a Savior to intervene. And a Savior came, God himself. And he went the way of the cross. We think about uh, the cross. What, I, I look in the next chapter, chapter 18 of John, where Judas went and betrayed him for the 30 pieces of silver. Uh, the 30 pieces of silver was the same price of an ox. Amen. I think about how uh, just all that took place where the Lord came and was born in a, a, a manger, in a stable as a sacrifice. He was born as a sacrifice. He was sold as a sacrifice. And he died as the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. Amen. Blessed be his name. A beautiful uh, thing that God ordained to show us his love for us and show us that he sacrificed himself. He laid down his life. He told Pilate, you have no power uh, to take my life. You have no power, unless it were from heaven. But Jesus Christ, God from heaven, came to give his life for us. The way of the cross leads home. It was God's home uh, that Christ took that way uh, he was already there, the Bible says. He came. He was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. But he wanted to build a home with us in it. His plans were always for us to be there with him. He's never going to leave mankind uh, on their way to hell. The Bible says that, that uh, God created hell for the devil and his angels. The only ones who are damned are the devils and the, and the angels, um, the angels that fell. Satan and the angels that followed him, all the devils that went that way, they are damned to hell. But when man followed also suit of that, when man fell, Christ intervened. He said, I cannot let that happen. I'm going to stop this right here, and I'm going to give my life to save them that are lost. I'm going to save them. Uh, so that they will not go that way to a devil's hell. And the Bible says that he paid uh, for our place. He went down to the hell and took the keys from death and opened the door for us to get to heaven. Thank God. That way took sacrifice. In John 18, when those band of soldiers or a band of uh, men came uh, from uh, that were sent by the, the, the priests and the officials. They were given to Judas to go and get the Savior from the garden. Judas knew where he was. Judas knew that Christ would be praying in that garden. Reminds me of Daniel, when the enemy knew that Daniel would be praying. They knew how to get him. They knew, Judas knew, the enemy knew that uh, the Lord would be praying in the garden. Amen. It's important to be uh, to spend time in prayer. The enemy knows when you pray. Let me say that. The enemy knows when you pray. The enemy knows when you're not praying because you're vulnerable. But the enemy knows when you pray because you have a strength about you. You're able to handle the pressures of life. I often uh, see that many marriages fail because the spouses are not praying. Mothers bend because they're not praying. Fathers bend because they're not praying. You need to spend time in prayer. The devil knows when you pray. 
You can't touch it. When you're not praying, then you're vulnerable. They knew Christ was praying in the garden. They knew where to find him. And when Judas came, Jesus called him friend. You're my friend. Friend. He said before, I've not called you servants, but I called you my friends. Greater love than, than no, no man than this, that a man shall lay down his life for his friend. What great love that Christ displayed for us. But that way took sacrifice. They said, where is Jesus? Jesus said, I am he. And as soon as he said that, every man was blown off their feet. The Bible says it went backward. Power of God's word. The second he said, I am he. There's power in the name of Jesus. And there's power when Christ proclaims his word for you on your behalf. There's no enemy that can stand against God or his word or a praying Christian that gets before the throne. God will even turn the hearts of a king to your favor if you ask him. There's power in God's way. But Christ took away to the cross that took him sacrifice. It was sacrificial way. He had to surrender himself in order to go that way. And he did it so he could build a home uh, for you and I. And all those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a place in heaven for you. Jesus said, I need to go, for if I go not, the comforter will not come. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. Thank God that he has his whole plan uh, that's wrapped up with you and me in it. God's plan is with you. God's life is with you. His intentions are with you, for you. His thoughts, the Bible says, are good towards you, not evil. His plan for you is good. His way for you is good. Christ had to surrender to go this way. The way of the cross leads home. We are called to go and carry our cross, to go of the way of the cross. And I don't want to pretend sometimes, listen, uh, going in the way of the cross, there's sorrow, loneliness, emptiness. Sometimes you start walking with the Lord and you feel empty. Sometimes you feel lonely. Sometimes you feel depressed. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God for that. Amen. Verse 13, the Bible says, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. you got to remember that you can fulfill your flesh, but in the end you're going to have the utmost emptiness. There may be times, though, when you're walking with God and you walk in the way of the cross that you will be lonely. You will be full of sorrow. But yet, the joy is fulfilled in you and you have a joy that no one can take away. You might have tears, but they're tears with this joy that's deep down inside. The devil wants to snatch that joy. He's a good robber of joy. I see uh, just a simple illustration would be, uh, I'll see a young couple take their 
kids to uh, Sesame Place or somewhere, Chuck E. Cheese, and the kids are screaming and crying. Anybody ever see that? I said, why are the kids screaming and crying, and they're in the place that every kid wants to be in? You know what that is? This is the devil. Destroying, trying to destroy everything that's good, everything that's right. A family taking the kids out to have family time, trying to destroy even the most simple joys of life. And the devil will tempt you to walk away from the joy of the Lord. But you got to keep the way of the cross. The way of the cross leads home with Christ. You got to want to build a home with the Lord. Marriage don't work if you have the husband living in the home and the wife living in the home. They got to be together. They got to be a couple living in the home. If you have two people like that living in the home, it's not going to work. They're just roommates. But a marriage is a couple living in the home. They have to have a sacrificial way about them. A husband can't live for himself. He's got to... Uh, invest, be investing in a wife. I'm going to invest in my wife and help her to be a better wife. The wife's got to invest in the husband. A lot of uh, wives will get in the habit of start tearing their husbands down. I do heating and air conditioning. I'll go in a house and, uh, oh, thank goodness you're here. My husband doesn't do anything, you know. It's very, very, very common. Very common. And, uh, but the wife's got to invest in the husband. The men are like big old bulldozers. It could be a little rusty, beat up, but if you get them started, get them moving, they're going to do your house good. But if you get them parked, they're just going to sit there and rust away. Wives, you got to invest in your husband. They might need a good polish, oil change, uh, waxed up, a jump start. Get them moving, and they will be your strength. Amen? But you got to invest in each other. Christ is investing in us. He invested everything in us. Everything. What can we give to the Lord that he doesn't have or what he can't have? Nothing, nothing, except for I love you. Thank you, Lord. That's all he wants. People say church is about money. If it doesn't say to take an offering on first day of the week in church, I wouldn't even take an offering, to be honest with you. God doesn't need our money. He doesn't. He wants us. He wants our heart. He wants that relationship. He's investing on us. We need to invest in him. We need to invest in God. What are you putting your time to? You invest in a company. You invest in work, right? Give your time, you 40, 50, 60 hours a week. If you work part-time, whatever, you're investing in that. What are they going to give to you? Oh, well, they give me money. Okay. What are they going to do for you? 
you've just settled for a place to where you can waste your life away. So well, I have to work. It's true. But we need Christ. We have to have him. And that's until you get that picture in your mind, how much you need him and how much he wants us, you're going to always be empty. Know that you need him. The way of the cross is going to lead you home. We went on vacation a couple weeks ago. We went down to Florida. Beautiful, beautiful. We went scuba diving and so forth. We got into scuba dive. When COVID hit, we've gotten a, everybody got into something, right? Uh, hopefully good things. But we, we got into scuba diving, me and the family. And so we went down to Florida. We went scuba diving. Uh, great time. But what's nice about it is to leave for a little bit, but it was good to come back home. It was nice to come back home. There's something about coming back home. Often I think about, Lord, what if I didn't have a home to go to? You know, some people have a, a house. I've been in some rich houses, but it's not a home. There's kids living there. There's a husband living there. There's a wife living there, but it's not a home. There's not a touch of peace in there, touch of joy, touch of family. It's a building where people live. The way of the cross leads home. You get Jesus in your house, he'll make it a home. We worry about giving the kids everything. The most important thing you give them is Christ. You can give them a pool. You can give them go-karts and uh, toys and everything in this world. Might even make them worse, more spoiled. And when they're older, they're just going to leave anyway, right? But when you give them Christ and you build a home, they're never going to leave. That's their home. And even when they go off and get married or, and start their own life, they're always going to have a home to go to in time of trouble, time of despair. We try to leave our house open, make it a home to everybody. We'll have people, teenagers we had in our youth group 10 years ago just shown at our, up at our front door sometimes. 10, 11 o'clock at night, knocking, who's this? Old now, don't, didn't even recognize him at first. Who are you? Oh, I'm so-and-so. Come on in. Just about to go to bed because I got to get up early, but <laughs> let's order some pizzas. Amen? Home. We need Christ. Many of us struggle. You only need one ingredient. There's one remedy for every Sickness, every disease, every problem. One. That's Christ. It's Christ. Will, will he heal my cold? He'll give you a purpose for that cold. Will he pay my gas bill? He'll pay it with you. Keep on, keep, come on, keep it on. 
We go through life alone. And all the weight falls on our shoulders because we don't have him next to us. You know, Christ went to the cross alone. The Bible says that when uh, they took him from the garden, every disciple scattered. Every one of them. And he went to the cross alone, bore the cross alone, that he may bear yours with you. He went through that sorrow, despised and rejected, so that you don't have to. The crown of thorns they placed on his head, we'll never have to wear that. But he'll be able to come down and whisper in your ear, I got a royal crown for you. And he comforts us when we most need it. There's times we do go through some sorrow. There's a song here in our hymnal, in hymn book, Hallelujah, What a Savior. It says, man of sorrows, what a name. For the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, in my place condemned he stood. Sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Guilty, vile, and helpless we. Spotless Lamb of God was he. Full atonement can it be. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Lifted up was he to die. It is finished was his cry. Now in heaven, exalted high. Hallelujah. What a Savior. When he comes, our glorious King, all his ransomed home to bring, then anew this song we'll sing. Hallelujah. What a Savior. The way of the cross is a sorrowful way. And it gets overbearing sometimes. But we are bearing it with Christ. And he is bearing it with us. There is no life to live but a life lived for Christ. The way of the cross is a suffering way. There's times we get overwhelmed. There's times where... Uh, the devil is constantly battering and bashing us, and we just want to give in. How many times have you uh, given in to your flesh and you said, you know what? I could have made it. I didn't have to give in. It's so easy to give in to temptation. But afterwards, what do you have? You're left with more emptiness. You feel terrible. There's no fruit that comes of sin, only corruption. But when you know God is with you and he sees you through, how do you feel? You might feel a little sorrowful at that moment because you're going through a trial. But afterwards, it yields, the Bible says, the peaceable fruits and the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God and the power of God and the strength of God and the joy of God. There's times where sorrow does come. There's times when suffering does come. But it does not last forever. God's grace will see you through because he's got a bountiful amount of blessings coming your way. We need to walk the way of the cross. The way that Christ took was for us. Not for himself. That he might, Bible says, bring us to God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, 
verse 16. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. How do you know you're saved today? It's amazing when you get saved. All your sins are gone, and you know that. Your conscience is clear. When Christ forgives you, remember the woman that was caught in adultery? The law condemned her to death. But Jesus said, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. Then all of them dropped the stones and just left one by one. She looks up, and Jesus said, where are thine accusers? She says, none, my Lord. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You see, when you have a conscience full of sin and guilt, a lot of times the only way to ease that guilt is to keep on sinning because of the hopelessness that's within. What hope do I have when I've already messed up? What can I attain? A person like I, what can I do in life anymore? I must keep it secret, but I must follow my path. But then you have a Savior that has power to take away sin. That woman walked away clean and forgiven. You say, no, she, she's dirty and condemned. No, no, clean and forgiven. Clean and forgiven. And she walked away feeling like that as well. With our conscience also being clear, the Bible says, and his spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We need to invest in Christ. Invest in the way of the cross. Realize that Jesus took the way so that all your sins may be forgiven. Jesus took the way so that you may be in heaven forever with him. There, where I am, there ye may be also. And we are to take that way now, the way of the cross. That's what's going to lead us home. That's what's going to lead us in the right way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the suffering way. There are times of suffering. But the blessings outweigh that time. There are times of sorrow, but the joy that comes after far surpasses it all. There is a time of sacrifice. As Jesus surrendered, he had all power on earth to do, call all angels from heaven and destroy everyone in front of him. But he surrendered. He had a surrendered life. Many of us don't have a surrendered life today. God... Uh, constantly has to drag you. You're resistant. We struggle with being faithful. We struggle with being consistent. Jesus told Peter, 
Peter, it's a hard life to live like that. Just give up, give in. That's when the blessings started coming, when we're surrendered. A broken and contrite heart, O Lord, that will not despise. To obey is better than sacrifice, the Bible says. To have your arms thrown up and say, Lord, I'm here. What would thou have me to do? Surrendered life. His way is good for you. His way is perfect, the Bible says. What are you resisting? You're going to live a hard life. The Bible says you'll give your life over to the cruel. That means you're going to have hard days. Why does everything always go wrong? That's just how it is with me. Surrender. Nothing goes right. Surrender. Everything I touch breaks. Surrender. My home is a wreck. Surrender. My life is a mess. Surrender. Surrender. You want a home with Christ? The way of the cross leads home. Don't resist him. Give in. Many Christians have a life with Christ and them. Living in the same life. Christ, if you're saved, Christ lives in you. All you want is to be joint heirs together with him. Like a marriage. Investing in him as he invests in you. You want Christ to invest in you. He's got the money to invest. God is rich. God is all-powerful. God's all-knowing. Wouldn't you want somebody investing like that? Or you want somebody broke like the devil? The devil's got nothing. The devil owns nothing. This world owns nothing. The flesh and the world, they pass away, the Bible says. Don't let that invest in you. Let God invest in you. Be a joint heir with Christ. Live with him, invest in him as he invests in you. The way of the cross leads home. Man of sorrows, what a name. What a beautiful hymn. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you for your help and grace this morning. Lord, are we surrendered this morning to you? Can you call on us at any time? Do we, do we have anything in the way that resists you? Help us not to do that, Lord. Help us to be surrendered, that you can call on us any time to do your bidding, that you may bless our lives, you may keep us, direct us. Lord, I pray that man's voices will never get in your way. Religion may never get in your way. Lord, that it may be Christ and us, and that's all. I pray you speak to hearts now. Be strong with your people. Lord, speak directly to each heart here. Send your word forth that it may not return void unto yourself. Do a great work, I pray. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sin. If there's anyone here that does not know the Savior this morning, they need to be born again. I pray that today they may receive Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That all their sins may be forgiven. That their conscience may be made clear. And they shall be made white as snow. 
Blessed be your name, in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. I want to offer a time of invitation to invite you. Maybe if you're here today, and you're not surrendered, you're not living a surrendered life to Christ. You resist Him. You may hear His Word speak in your heart. You may hear a message. You may feel the Lord speaking to your heart. But you resist Him. You keep putting it off. You're waiting for something. God is waiting for you. Maybe you're here today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says it's very easy. You need to realize you need the Savior. You can't save yourself. You need to realize who the only Savior is. That's Jesus Christ. And the Bible says you call on Him. Ask Him by faith to save you and forgive your sin. And the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. It's placing your faith in his word. Placing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And nothing else. There won't be any man or anything other than you and him at that last day. Are your sins forgiven? Your own conscience will be able to tell you that. Say, I'm a good person. How's your conscience today? Is there a sin on that account? I've done some terrible things in my life, but my conscience is clear. Why? Because the righteous judge of all the earth forgave me. I walked in way clean and clear that day because Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Are you clear? Do you need to get saved? Come on down and I'll take... If you're a man, I'll take a man to show you how you can get saved. If you're a woman, I'll take a woman to share with you how you can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible says there is none other, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father in heaven, Lord, I want to just ask your help and grace, Lord. Uh, help us all, Lord, to live the way of the cross. Give us grace in these last days as sin abounds. I pray for your grace to abound greater. Keep us from the things, Lord, that we can't resist. Our flesh is prone to straying from you. It's prone to walking away. But I pray by your grace you'll help us. Lord, because we want to see you active in our life. We want to see that you're there. I know you care for us, Lord, but we want to see that. Lord, we, uh, we pray, Lord, that you would just be strong with us in these last days. Bless our lives. Uh, help us all to look to you. Help us to invest in you as you have with us. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our week, everybody here. Lord, pray for the uh, men, Lord. Keep them strong. Keep them, Lord, from temptation. Lord, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone struggling with different addictions or uh, issues, Lord, I pray you help us all with that. Father, for the women, give them grace and strength, Lord, to be that virtuous woman found in Proverbs chapter 31, fruitful. Lord, I pray that you would uh, 
Get them moving for you and get them fruitful for you. Lord, be with our children. Protect them from this world. Lord, and the things of it. Give them wisdom at a young age. Lord, help them not to be fools. But Lord, listen uh, to those who are trying to instruct them and lead them in the path, the right path of righteousness. Lead them all to Christ. Lord, bless our lives, I pray, and bless this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. I pray and hope you have a wonderful week. Same announcements, Tuesday practice, Wednesday service, Thursday practice. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>